When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to Joe Studio's Fashion Radio, the podcast and video series exploring the remarkable relationship between fashion and music. Every week, we will be joined by fashion's biggest names and the talent of tomorrow as they share their 10 life-defining tunes and the stories behind them. I'm your host, DJ Fat Tony, and today's gorgeous guest is a model and an activist who made history in 2017 as the first transgender woman to be the face of L'Oreal. From there, her majestic mark has landed on the covers of Time in 2020 as one of their next generation leaders and British Vogue's August 2022 Pride issue. It's the always transcendent trailblazer, Mumro Bogdov. Hey, I'm DJ Fat Tony, and you're listening to Fashion Radio on Show Studio. And today I'm really excited, really, really excited. We've got an incredible guest. I've got a CV in front of me, which I love to call it a CV. It's actually, you know, Show Studio give you these bits of paper that tell you everyone's life story. And this one is English model, activist, television and podcast host and contributing editor of British Vogue. Pretty big stuff, right? Thank you. Munro Bogdoff, welcome. Thank you so much. Seriously, I was really excited when Nick said, oh, we're going to ask Munro. And I was like, oh, good. That's going to be such a good one. The word activist. Yes. How do you feel about that? You know what? I used to kind of really push against it because I was like, what I'm doing is just what everybody should be doing. Mm. But I think I've come to embrace it because activism is a factor in everything that I do. Um, It you know, I don't usually get the luxury of not being an activist. Yeah. So it's, do you know what I mean? But I embrace it, but um, I'm trying to do things within, you know, the entertainment space that have nothing to do with activism. Because I think that that's really the next frontier is, you know, trans people being on TV or in the music industry or in fashion without having to have their transness or their identity yeah. as the main focus. But yeah, it is a big factor in my journey. It, 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 you know, up till this point, it really is a big, you know, when anyone trans does anything, the first word that comes into it is trans. Mm. And it doesn't need to be that way mm-hmm. because you're Munro Bergdorf. Right. I know your backstory. A lot of people, most people know your backstory, mm-hmm. but we don't really need to discuss your backstory constantly to make you Munro Bergdorf. Yeah. There's more to Munro than being trans. Yeah, for sure. And I think a lot of people can't see past that, which is mm. why we get so Why stuck. it's so important, yeah. Exactly. It's, it's also why so many people can't really see past the trans thing. Yeah. Uh, because they get so, like, kind of stuck on that that is the entirety of that human being, but it's just like a small part. I feel like we are in such a transformative time where, you know, there's like Kim Petras doing music. Amazing. There's Laverne Cox acting. There's MJ Rodriguez winning awards. There's like me on the cover of Vogue. There's like all these different people, all these amazing women who are all so different, just showing that, you know, being trans isn't a set identity isn't a set narrative it's just like part of who we are and we all have our own interests and our own skills and talents and all that you know i don't it's like me as a as a gay male i don't walk through life going hey i'm gay Mm. and i'm men i'm a i'm a cisgender male i don't do that Mm. because 
I don't feel it's important that I need to do that. This mm. is who I am. And I just think that the acceptance should be like that across the board for everybody. For sure. I think it will change, though. Oh, you know, so. like, once upon a time, there was a time when, you know, someone being gay was, you know, no, of the, the whole talking well, unless point. You, unless you made it into a comedy act. Yeah. Do you want to, like, like sure. shut that door or any of those other but, like, old gay humour? In the papers, you would always see, like, gay comedian or gay teacher yeah. or gay TV yeah. host and now it's just TV host yeah. and then you know you would see only one black model on the runway and it's like black models black model, such yeah. and such 100%. and then like now I think that that's where we are we're like trans singer and but eventually you know that's what we're all pushing for so I guess you know in this time yes I am an activist in the future you know I would like to drop that title and I'd like to just be me because I want to live in a future where that isn't so necessary and I think that's what we're all working Toward. You've come from a, a clubbing background like mm -hmm. myself. And I think it's really important to put that across to the fact that most of the big game players are from a clubbing ba background. You know, whether it be from Edward Emmerfold, Sam McKnight, everyone, they're all clubbers, mm -hmm. all nightclubbers. We all found each other in nightclubs. We've we known found each that other for a, a very long, long time. time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and I really think that is a really good foundation yeah. for life when you Absolutely. go to this country. Because we, you're surrounded by toxic people in every I industry. I was going to say, if you can make it in the nightlife industry, you can make it anywhere. Exactly, which takes us, right, to your first track, right? It's a track from your childhood. Yes. One that influenced you in your personal style and taste. Uh -huh. And who is it? Well, throughout my childhood, I was obsessed with Britney Spears. I was, I was just obsessed. It really with annoys her. me when people say my childhood I was obsessed by Britney because I think that was like my mid forties then. Or something. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, yeah, throughout my childhood and my teens, it was just kind of as I was coming into high school, I was just mesmerized by her because. I remember that she got so much hate for being sexy. Mm -hmm. And um, she there was this like massive pressure on her to be a role model for kids. And at no point did she really ever say that she was a role model, apart from kind of coming up out of Disney where she was a kid herself. Yeah. And there was almost like this refusal to allow her to be the person that she wanted to be. And that was just a sexy girl who liked to dance and perform. And obviously... I had people nonstop telling me that I couldn't be who I wanted to be, that I couldn't present myself or dress how I wanted to be. Yeah. I couldn't be girly. I couldn't, you know, have the interest that I wanted. I couldn't walk or sit in the way that I wanted. And I felt like massively policed. And listening to Britney's lyrics as a kid, they're all about not being able to be who you want to be, whether it be stronger, whether it be, you know, unrequired love, like Baby One More Time, or whether it be... Um, kind of like feeling like lonely and isolated. They're all kind of, they've got that feeling of being locked in. Mm -hmm. And um, I just really felt like that throughout my whole childhood. And she really was a big release. And she urged me to dream and be expressive. And yeah, I, I love Britney. I think but that she's I noticed so too, there is actually not one track that you've written. You Because there's, there's not, too many. Well, but I if you like, had to choose one, yeah. what would it be? Well, I feel like I grew up with her. So like... 
in all of like my young adulthood and like teens, she was always there. So I guess in my teens, it was stronger. And then when I went to university, it was Gimme More. And I've had many fun nights in gay bars dancing to Gimme More. So I'm going to say Gimme More. That's a good choice. Even though I was like technically a young adult, I was 19. So I was just coming into my 20s. um, And I don't know, I feel like she was obviously going through massive struggles when that came out. 2007. I actually had a breakdown that same year and ended up in jail. <laughs> um, and it's in my book. And not a lot of people know this, but I, I had a, a really, really tough time struggling with depression and I was drinking and taking a lot of drugs. And yeah. then um, my whole life just came crashing down right about the same time that hers did. And I just felt like a massive... 2007 was a wild year, Tony. On my arm it was an awful year for so many people. And um, yeah, I ended up in jail kind of because I um, was threatening to kill myself and um, they just kept me there for my own protection. So I, I would say give me more just because Amazing. I feel like it was a turning point for me. And from that moment, I was like, okay, you no longer have control over the way that your mind is working. Mm-hmm. And that's a scary thing. I've been there. It's a very scary thing. Yeah. And from that point, I was able to just turn it around. But you know what the beautiful thing about that choice about Britney Spears is the fact that, you know, uh, last year and the year before when everyone was going through the Free Britney campaign, mm. you put your head above the parapet then and started saying stuff for Britney and yeah. support Britney. And yeah. I think that... That look, makes my hair stand on it because that's the turnaround mm. that you grew up and she was that, that the magic of her voice and music and I've everything that it meant to you. Yeah. You were able to take your platform and yeah. use your platform mm. to help her. Yeah, well, it was you know I didn't really say why. Um, but you don't it, need to say it, why. Well, exactly, and it wasn't even just you know I love her music. I think it's so fun, and she's had an undeniable cultural impact. But it was more than that. It was like well, I was going through that too mm. at the same time as her, and you know, um, it, it makes me so like sad seeing you know what has happened to her because you know I didn't have the money to exploit. Yeah. At that time, you know, people just completely took advantage of her mm. and um, she was in a exploitative um, ex- experience for like, you know, over a decade. Yeah. And um, like, thank God I had, you know, a supportive family and people around me that yeah. could help me recover. Yeah. And you hit the nail on the head, that word recover. Mm. It's a big one. It's a big, you know, we're so blessed when we have that and we're given that because so many people don't. And as we started this conversation with the word activism, that's not activism, that's support and that's love. Mm -hmm. And you've shown that. And sometimes I read things that you say and I I see why you're saying it and I just think, good on her. Do you know what I mean? It's good. It's a really amazing thing to use your platform in such a... In, in such a, a, a way of good, because a lot of people use platforms in such a bad way, and yeah. they, you know, they want to drag people down. They don't want to lift people up and show support and love. Yeah, I mean, it hasn't always been that way. I think you know, hurt people really do hurt people. We do, and I think that and I'll put myself in there. We do. Yeah, That's I mean, I have, do. I have, you know, been in the position of using my platform to cancel people and call mm. people out, and it's almost like it absolves you from recognising that you also need to do your 100%. own work. 100%. You know, so it's like, a smokescreen. We yeah. use that. We use that stuff. I've been in it. I've, I've said stuff in the past when you put stuff on t- on Twitter, I commented and, and put stuff and I'll own it. 
And at the time, I I put that stuff. I said that stuff. Oh, I forgot because, when we fell out. No, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, I I put I say <laughs> that stuff because I didn't understand where you yeah. come from, and so I will see it because mm-hmm. I'm hurting. Like as you just said, yeah. hurt people hurt. That's what we and do. And I think when you just come to a, a place of acceptance, you actually just realise that not everybody always functions in their best moments. No, they don't, and, and there are moments. Exactly, there are moments, and I'll have moments in the future. And I think I just want people to, um, you know, extend that grace to me in those moments, and I'll do the same to them I think that that's, that's all you can do life's hard enough amen totally right let's move on to track two mm-hmm. and this is another one that gives me goosebumps as well yes. so this is your favorite track from a film yeah that's important to you yes so the film isn't as important to me as the never track. is it's the music yeah right? and i didn't actually know that it was in the movie and i was like let me just see if this is in the movie because it's <laughs> one of my favorite songs but it's frankie goes to hollywood the power of love amazing it's the most beautiful it's technically a Christmas song, but it's more than that. I feel like it's really a queer anthem and like it changed the way that I saw queerness. Mm. When I was growing up, I didn't really get the whole like new romantic kind of like queer scene. Like, you know, Frankie Goes to Hollywood, um, Bronski B, because mm. um, I didn't really grow up with that. Mm. And it kind of I came into it later in understanding the relevance of it and the importance so of important. it, especially around, you know, the time of HIV and mm-hmm. AIDS and the pushback mm-hmm. against that. And um, I think the power of love really helped me with my internalized homophobia when I was younger to understand that queerness is love. Mm-hmm. And yes, it's sex. Yes, it's, you know, um, hedonism and, you know, all of the the naughty things. But it's also just at its very root love. It's mm-hmm. self-love. It's the, you know, it's the pursuit of happiness and living in a way that is real. And um, it's chosen families. It's everything to do with queerness. Okay, let's move on. What do you listen to day to day? Day to day, it's pretty much R&B. Um, of course it is. When I was a kid, I was obsessed with female-led R&B groups, so Destiny's Child, mm. 702. Um, but I was really, really obsessed with Aaliyah. Mm. Aaliyah was like all over my walls. She was just... I, I, I kind of wanted to be her. I didn't realise it at the time. I just thought, yeah. oh my God, you're so beautiful. And then I realised, actually, I kind of think I can see myself in you in a way, not necessarily like in how I look, but like I just felt an affinity with her. Uh-huh. So there was um, the track Try Again was um, in a film called Romeo Must Die when I was in my teens. Yeah. And um, the album that that comes from, her self-titled album Malia, it's just, it's never got old for me. It's always something that I can listen to and I'll hear a different element. It gives me what Renaissance has given the kids today. Okay. Well, that's, 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 a big, that's a big thing to step into the shoes of. Yes. Do you know what I mean? And I get it because, you know, is it, is it your go-to track? Is it like the one that you, when you're having a bad day, you put it on because you know it's going to change the way you feel? My, my go-to track on that album is a track called It's Whatever. And also a lot of people don't know that the snake that Britney wore at the VMAs was inspired by Aaliyah's video, We Need a Resolution. Which is an amazing video. Yes, it's an incredible video. But the thing about Aaliyah is she had such, the, the looks were so strong as well. When the it looks came to are fashion. strong. And like, I can... If you 
look back to your childhood and like who inspired you in your childhood, you can see how they impact you in your adulthood. Yeah. And like, I love a look. Yeah, you do I love, love that, a look. Well, that's kind of been said, you know, Mumro, you do love a look. I love a look. <laughs> and I, lo- I love, you know, like looking back to my childhood and looking at all of the other women that have inspired me when I was growing up and they all loved a look. Like Britney's queen of looks. Aaliyah was such a queen of looks. Miss Elliot is known for reinventing herself with looks. Madonna, queen of looks. Um, like I just love the, like, strong the, the women, self-expression of it. Real strong women. Mm. But you know, the thing about you, right, is that I can be somewhere, I'll be at a show, whether it be Richard Quinn or whatever, whatever show, and I know you're going to walk in <laughs> and I'm like sitting there thinking, what's she going to walk in in? Do you get what I mean? Because you're one of those people that have to turn out the look. You don't just turn up like, oh, I've just come straight from Can work. Can you imagine? No, I can't imagine. That's just it. There's <laughs> certain people with my, in the foot But now. there's certain people that turn up and you know they're going to turn out a look. And you're one of them. And, and you know, I've seen you walk into places in, in the most over-the-top outfits, but command that outfit. Yeah. Not like walking in like, oh, no, I feel like uncomfortable. You need to become the I know, look. No, I saw you last night at the British Fashion Awards and... You you literally had a dress that kind of was like half the size of the Albert Hall on, and, and you, but you know when I walked in, I was standing above and I went down, and there you were in this massive dress. Yeah. But you owned it, and when we went to have yeah. a photograph done, you did the whole angling of how you wanted to look in the photograph, and I just thought, yeah, there she is. Do you you know gotta I mean? do it. Yeah, but that's that's the magic of it. Yeah, I'm just living the life that I wanted to live as a kid. Amazing. And I think that that is such a freeing thing is to, you know, always feel like you're giving your, your younger self a hug. And like, I just think, God, would my younger self want me to be a shrinking violet in no, this I mean, room? And like, gonna no, I'm going to give the moments because yeah. I know that there's a kid just like me when I was younger, mm-hmm. looking at me and Wanting being to like, be like you, yeah. 100%. I can do it. Of course. I can do it. Of course. And I, that's the most important that's, thing to me. But that's how blessed you are because you're doing it. Right, let's talk about yes. what do you listen to when you're being creative? So I've chosen this artist and she's a relatively new artist. She's called Ethel Kane. The Gen Z girlies will know her. She is... A, a high concept artist. So she's written this album, which is about a queer, young queer woman running away from the church and her dad's a preacher, but then she ends up getting can- cannibalized. And <laughs> it's like, <Okay>. so <laughs> it's abstract, but it's, um, it's, I don't even know how it's to. It's ex- like Small Town Boy meets The Walking Dead. <laughs> well, I mean, kinda. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's re- it's really um, eclectic as well, and I think that that album just really kind of taught me to be much more plugged into what I want to get across. And yeah. if it doesn't make sense to people, then it doesn't make sense to people. But once they pay attention to what you're doing, it will. And I think that she's really just bided her time because she's been around for a little bit and she looks really really different she's got this kind of alter ego which's got like a tattoo across her hairline and like a lot of her like her first how EP, old is she roughly she's like uh, she thinks she's like early 20s okay um and her first ep was called inbred and like it's all very concept i'm gonna check it out because like did... south american baptist kind of like weird kind of like the hills have eyes kind of 
So she's American. She's American. Okay. And she's just so incredibly talented. And like, I think now music is really shifting into this kind of like high concept weirdo yeah. kind of sphere. Yeah, and I'm loving it. it. Yeah. Like seeing Doja Cat just kind of be like, I'm not going to do this anymore. No, I'm going to be punk. I'm going to shave my head. I'm yeah. going to do, There's you know, pull r- weird faces on the cover of Dazed. And like, some people don't get it. She's an undeniable talent. And I think that she is a visionary. And I'm really excited to see what she's just next because I feel like there has been an, an element of mm. game playing and we all need to play the game we at know some that. point. Yeah, you of know, course we do. Because when you're coming into an industry and you, you've got people that are investing in you, you've got, you know, numbers that you need to hit. Yeah. But I think there always comes a time in well, every single artist's life where they're like, screw that, I'm going to do exactly what I well, want. And I'm I w- really looking forward to that. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Era with Doja. The way I look at it is like you don't show the dormant the bomb before you plant it. Do you know what I mean? Oh you God, need to get in through the door. Not first. that example, but Tony. you know what I mean. It's kind of like <laughs> yeah. you know you gotta go in before you allow everything to explode. And For sure, you need to get through the door, and you need to like. Well, I'm be looking in forward there. to Doja's explosion because well, I, think, I think it's happening. Yeah, it's yeah. incredible. Okay, right. Let's move on to what do you listen to when you're being creative? And well, I already asked you that because it was working. So working and being creative together. Yeah. Your, your other so tr- these two are linked, really. Yeah. High as a kite is another. Um, album oh, another act um who are from europe and they are they, they got this song called autopsy which starts one way and ends in a completely different 
um, genre. And I think that that's really how I'm seeing the arc of my career. You know, I really started in this career in absolute chaos and controversy and people not understanding what I was talking about, people lashing out at me and I'm being like, you will understand what I'm talking about eventually. You will. It's going to take time and you can attack me if you want, but ultimately you're going to understand. And now I feel like I'm in a different space Mm. where I've got amazing opportunities and, you know, working with British Vogue, I'm speaking at the UN, like, you know, I'm doing all of these different things. And then I feel like next year my book comes out and then I've got some film and music um, uh, projects that are coming out later on in the year. And then I think it's going to change again. And I think that this song really encourages me to not get stuck in one thing and, you know, think of, your whole life is a transition and you just keep going into different eras and well, life's just a embrace recipe it. And it's yeah. lots and lots of ingredients and, to, and, and different eras of our lives are those ingredients mm-hmm. to get us to the point of the final dish. Yeah. Right, what song best represents the sound of your studio at the moment? So that's a, a, it's a weird one because we use that as in the, in the sense of like, you know, if you've got a design yeah. house or stuff like that. So what represents Monroe Bogdoff right now? I feel like I'm in the renaissance of <laughs> Great. myself. And I don't know, I feel like Beyonce's renaissance album, like so many queer people and black women and especially black queer people I feel that album just really spoke to us Uh this year it's there's so many references of our culture from you know Miss Honey to Honey Dijon producing it to show show me love to everything it's It's all in there it's like a a love letter to black queerness and that's something that I never thought I would see in the mainstream growing up black and queer um, you know I had so much like shame especially because I grew up in such a white uh, like monolithic area where there was no difference at all I stood out like a sore thumb I was the only black kid in my school and I was like the only queer kid I came out when I was 14 so um, I've always felt very much like I was a spectator not like who I was could ever be in the spotlight and renaissance really brings all of these experiences of people who have felt in the shadows their whole lives and put them front and center and it's such a beautiful album and it's just i think it's real artistry it's so intricate you like Aaliyah when i was growing up um her album i still hear different things i would Uh i haven't heard music yeah that's music it's on another level especially with like renaissance because what happens is you you zone into different Mm. parts of it it's like i was talking about someone the other day on here about song words we relate song words mm. to different parts of our life this mm. song's about me yeah so and what that, you're going through yeah and yeah. that album relates to so many people on so many levels because there's so many layers to it yeah do you know what I mean and and you, you know I don't know a single person that doesn't like the album I really question your taste and your judgment as a human being if you don't like a Beyonce, but if you don't like Beyonce, how can you not album, love that? But I want to know what part two and three are. Do you me not too, want, I to want to know that? when she's going to drop these visuals, child? That's because what I mean. It's coming soon, right? Everyone's waiting. <laughs> you need to do it now, right? Okay. Most important song you've heard on a catwalk show, and you've been to a lot of catwalk shows. Yes. Um, so I wasn't at this one, but it's one that I watched when I was at home. And um, I love this. 
Oh my God. I'm just, yeah. It's Lady Gaga's appearance at the Mugler show at the Autumn Winter 2011 um, collection. Government hooker and born this way. Lady Gaga was a cultural reset of so many areas, but especially fashion and the way that fashion uh-huh. and music merged. And until Lady Gaga came around, you didn't see that co- cohesiveness between artists and fashion in like kind of this pop sphere. It was kind of like, you know, it was just a dress uh-huh. or it was, you know, kind of just like a show outfit. But Lady Gaga became fashion. And that show, I just, you know, she was walking up and down the catwalk between these wooden beams, smoking a cigarette with these crazy big pigtails and like this hat. And <clears throat> I just looked at her and I was like, I've, I've, I haven't seen anything like this since Madonna. Mm-hmm. I haven't exactly. seen anything like this about a woman owning every single part of herself and also knowing exactly who her audience are and what they want to see. And it was almost like she was freeing all of us, like born this way. Are you a monster? Am I a monster? Mama <laughs> Bento, are you a monster? No. <laughs> Sometimes. Um Am I a little monster? You know what? I have a very big respect for Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't call... I mean, I, I love her music, yeah. but like in terms of fandom, I wouldn't say no. like, you know, like... Yeah. A, uh, but like, uh, I go to see her live. I went to the last show. Yeah. Um, I think that she's one of the greatest artists of our generation. Um, so I have a real respect it's, it's, and um, love for her, yes. And I love the fact that you brought Madonna into the, into, into the equation as well. Because... Madonna is is the master of that era mm-hmm. and Gaga is the master of this era in yeah. that sense because they take basic stuff and turn it on the head and make it into yeah. something so incredible and yeah. mind-blowing that you just think, hey, I can do that. Yeah. I can I, do that. You know what? I think it's lovely to see the baton passing between female 100%. musicians and I feel like Lady Gaga and Britney, I'm oh, sorry, I feel like... Um, All Madonna, three of them, though. Yeah, for sure. But I feel like Lady Gaga was an amalgamation of the inspiration of like Madonna and Britney in mm. the way that she references and the way that she doesn't reference and the way that she um, just inspires people. And especially with Born This Way, you know, I've never heard a a straight cis, well, sorry, not straight, but a cis female musician sing about a transgender person until I heard Lady Gaga say transgender in a song. And um, I don't know, I, I feel like that song just about being who you are and, um, you know, on such a massive platform was something that we hadn't really seen Mm. since Madonna, since, like, Express Yourself, really. Um, And it just felt like a a great, like, you know, next era um, in people being inspired. She gives me goosebumps. Yeah. She really does give me goosebumps. You know, as a queer person, Born This Way is an anthem of our youth. Talking right, we're moving on to anthems now. Okay. Which is probably... This for me, so far, this for me, yeah, you know me, (laughs) this one for me is probably one of the best answers Mm -hmm. so far on this series Mm -hmm. because it means so much to me, this song, and the person singing it so much to me. What is your best music video in terms of fashion? 
best music video in terms of fashion has to be George Michael Too Funky. So genius. Because I feel like not only are the fashions fashioning throughout the whole thing, you've got the supermodels, you've got Claudie, you've got Tyra, you've got Connie Girl, you've you've (laughs) got like all of these incredible women stomping down the runway in Thierry Mugler. Back to Mugler again. Uh, I'm obsessed with Mugler. Mugler has made such an impact. I mean, I'm sat here in like a leopard print dress in the middle of the day. I'm very fortunate to have hung out with Thierry Uh, loads of times and Jean-Paul for that fact. Yeah. You know, I feel like Jean-Paul, Thierry Mugler, John Galliano, Alexander McQueen, all of these like like incredible minds inspired me when I was younger and when I first... How can you go wrong with that kind of inspiration? You're, well, it you know, goes wrong before it goes no, right, but what, yeah, of course, yeah, but we all know that. <laughs> yeah. But every one of those people you talked about have gone wrong at some point in yeah. their life, but are so incredible mm-hmm. on that. They are... They're not of this universe no. when it comes to it. They're all and that's the, that's the fashion that I love. I love fashion that is not of this universe. And that's why I enter all of these rooms in ridiculous outfits. Amazing. Because though. I'm not about, like, I, I couldn't care less about, you know, just wearing, like, a nice dress. No. Like, nice, what's the, you just said the word, nice. No. No. Like, I want to be making people feel things and yeah. being inspired by, I mean, even if you're just like, oh, God, and, like, rolling your eyes at me, it's at least I made well you feel done. something. It's a job well yeah. done. 100%. So, I don't know. I love camp and I love like really over the top things and this video is the campest thing ever let's move on to a song from a musician you'd wish to work with it can be dead or alive Yes, well, I mean it's the Queen Madonna (laughs) Human Nature Uh, uh, that song was my sexual awakening when I first saw that video of Madonna in latex yeah writhing around on a chair just like it's incredible ah uh, it's so iconic and i feel like that video from i mean that was the first album that i bought madonna's bedtime stories album and uh, my parents my mum was mortified that i bought that because it was a very different time she's you know yeah, she's, she's she's grown since but she was just like oh god like madonna's kind of you know not like a respectable woman. Well, she's just done a book on sex. Yeah. You know, the whole world went against her because it was like, oh my God, she's done naked photos of herself. Yeah. Hitchhiking. You know, groundbreaking stuff. Yeah. Groundbreaking stuff, you know. And the album was just... It's got so many amazing... It's got Take a Bow, it's got Secret, it's... Oh, God, it's got Bedtime Stories. Mm-hmm. And, like, it was really quite an experimental album. Mm-hmm. And But um, every... I think every album with Madonna's been experimental in some way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, that's very, very true. When I first saw that video and the way that she was kind of, like, challenging how society, how the industry, how even, the, like, the listener interprets her as a respectable woman and like would it sound better if I was a man Mm -hmm. like things like that that was kind of like my introduction into how misogyny works and like Madonna really was that spark that I needed in my childhood to understand that we all have different experiences women do not walk through the world in the same way that men do gay people do not walk through the world in the same way that straight people do trans people have a very different experience to cis people and you know I really carry that message throughout all of the work that I do in trying to get people to understand that, yes, being trans is, you know, something different in, a, in the eyes of a lot of people, but we feel the same things. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know, I think it was like a masterclass in 
getting that message across, but doing it in a way that is visually stimulating, but also just like quite challenging in a in like a new way. Yeah, I you know the whole Madonna thing for me. I love Madonna. I've always loved Madonna from the very first time I ever met Madonna. I I, I was like, wow, the energy was just like, mm. you know, fuck off from me. Energy. It was so amazing, and I'm very fortunate throughout my career to have worked with her so many times and done so many different things mm. with her. I went on tour with her once, to Blonde Ambition, and oh, wow. with Christopher, her brother, and I just you know, there's been lots and lots and lots and lots and lots yeah. of eras, and. Always, always, always in awe. Mm. You know, I, I have lots of friends that are in the industry in so many different ways, and they don't have that impact that Madonna has on me mm. because she can make me cower in a corner. I can be like, oh, no, 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 I don't want to say hello to her. And mm. I just like, there's so, I have, I, I, I'm obsessed by the Madonna stories. You know, when people tell me, oh my God, I saw Madonna the other day and she did this, and I'm like, amazing. Just like amazing, like because it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop, and like even like the TikTok, amazing. It's just like you know, she is just a woman who does whatever the fuck she so wants. Getting up, people like being freaked out because she's snorting poppers. It's like. It's Madonna. So I'm sure she's not in a lot worse than Poppers. And that you're worrying about. No, but you know, come on, it's like reality here, right? This is reality. Yeah. You know, and people still get freaked out by that stuff. And it's just like... I just love the outrage. I think there's nothing more camp than a woman who gets people's backs up. Amazing, isn't it? I love it. It's amazing. Mm. Do you know what I mean? The mm. whole Madam X thing. How many backs got that... I mean... He's like, oh, my God, she shouldn't be dressing like that at age. Oh, my God, let's all be ageist now, right, shall we? Let's bring right. that to the table. And even like, we haven't done that for a while. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I was at university when Confessions came out, and I still think it's one of the most incredible um, albums of yeah. you know, recent times. And um, just in how she reinvented, you know kind of like the the merging of pop and house mm -hmm. and you really went on a journey with that album much in the same way as like renaissance and like how it's like mixed mm -hmm. i love that you i know, love the fact that you mentioned house because it's such an important factor in music and it's such an important yeah. factor in fashion full stop because you know yeah. so much of what we wear and how we dress today comes from the house and ballroom scene oh yeah and you know, we people skate around it. Where people would like generalize music, they put it into boxes. And the minute we start putting, giving things labels, we're in trouble. That's the mm. way I always look at. I always think, okay, so now it's got a name, <laughs> so therefore it it, it mm. suddenly be, it got a new purpose. You know, music is music, and and you know, I I I really struggle with people that go, oh, I only listen to this. Oh and it's like, God, well, how boring! Yeah, well, I mean. You're you're listening. You you hit the nail on the head. You're listening to it because you're not feeling it. To you know, there's there's two different types of people. And I said, I think I must have said this in every episode. There's people that listen to music and there's people that feel music. Yeah. What you've described about the Renaissance and about Madonna and about Gaga and about Britney are all feelings, mm -hmm. and that's something that people don't get. Mm -hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. To 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 really. To, to really identify with something, you have to feel it. Yeah. You have to feel that emotion. You have to feel that energy. Mm -hmm. And and you and every as you said, you discover new parts to it every time you listen to those mm. those tracks. Mm -hmm. Something really magical about that. So magical, so so magical. I think that that's you know the teller of a, a great a great artist as well that you know creates works that you know stand the test of time. That mm -hmm. you know you can go on a journey and you almost like see it from a different angle. But you know what's so brilliant about it is each one of those artists that we discussed, when you look at a certain look that they're wearing, you know exactly what track it goes with. 
Yeah. How major is that? So yeah. it's like me seeing you, you know, in that blue dress last night. I know full well that was the Fashion Awards 2022. <laughs> Do you want to say, Joe? That's how it should be. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Straight away, it's identification mm. of like, oh, I remember when she wore that. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying, Well, I learned from the best. <laughs> right. Number 10, the track that represents where you're at now. So I've said Azealia Banks' New Bodega because I love Azealia Banks, my problematic queen. She, much like Madonna, yep. I think she really highlights the difference in treatment between men and women. Yep. Obviously, a lot of what she has said in the past has been problematic, but, you know, uh, men in the same position as her have said exactly oh, has said far, far worse. worse and you know gotten away with it not yeah. only gotten away with it but you know excelled and you know yeah. been massively celebrated yeah. sold All millions of records yeah. and you know Azealia Banks you know does an interview and you know the only thing that can't they can't play 2-1-2 anymore well the only thing <laughs> that they can talk to her is either like kind of that she's either homophobic or that she makes music for gays and it's like people just want to you know Put her in a devil or and labeling deviant, it again, labeling it. Yeah, and I don't know. I think that she really is one of the most talented rappers of my generation, and um, I, I love her so much. And she's got a new song called New Bodega, and she was she just released it for free. She's like, I'm not going to make any music off this anyway, so you guys yeah, might as well have it for free. No money, yeah. You know, streaming services don't pay me, so just have it. And it's probably one of the best songs that she's released in recent times. And I think the fact that she just gave it out for free, um, I guess that that just really spoke to me because it's like, it just made me think about, you know, artistic integrity. And it's, it is all about the music for yeah. her and it's not about being liked yeah. it's not about people you know her desire for people to understand her it's about the music it's she's, about the fact that she's a talented musician and she's a, she's an artist yeah and that's the that's the art of what we do and she makes people feel things yeah you right. know whether or not that's anger whether or not that's you know Job confusion well or um or if it's just pure euphoria because like her songs are undeniably incredible. And the way that she has she understands black gay culture mm -hmm. is on another level. Yeah. I mean, these are like, again, it's this house mixed with rap, mixed with hip hop, mixed with ballroom. It's like a sound that is, I mean, she was doing um, a lot of the sounds of Beyonce's Renaissance 10 years ago. Yeah. And um, I think that it's, it's just really amazing to see her not only stand the test of time, but um, just release consistently amazing music. And also just, you know, whatever she's had thrown at her, she bounces on. And she bounces on higher each time. Definitely. Do you know what I mean? The harder you throw a bullseye, the higher it goes. Mm. I'm really glad you came in today, Mumro. Thank you I so really much am. for having me. Oh, come on. It's been, it's been a real pleasure. And, you know, long may you reign. Oh, thank you. And you too. <laughs> If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.